Hello, good day, good morning. God bless you, beautiful people of God. Wherever you are hearing us from around the world today, you're welcome to another edition of Marriage Diet with Festus Flourish Osemuahu. Today is the second day of the month of November 2020. God bless you. You are welcome. It's a Monday, and um, ideally every Monday, we, from Monday to Friday, we talk about general issues in marriage. But because yesterday was the first day of November, and we had to do a prophetic um, um, message, okay, just to get ourselves into the new month. So we broke that protocol a little bit, and... Um, couldn't take a topic on sex or okay you know those of you who are used to the way we normally do it every weekend Saturday and Sunday we take up topics around marital sexuality and um, we took one on Saturday and we're to continue and actually end that topic on Sunday so I have decided just like I did promise in yesterday's broadcast that we are still going to take up a sexual topic today it's unusual it's on monday it's not weekend hey but let's just conclude it so that by next weekend we can start up another sexual topic someone asked me pastor a man of god apostle or whatever it is i mean why do you talk about sex I mean, well, he was saying it in the affirmative anyway. I mean, where am I getting this courage, this wisdom from in talking about sex? Uh, was it not seen as something that used to be the no-go area those days? Why am I doing this? Just wanted to find out my opinion and my view about this. I told him, I said, look, what you do not have knowledge about controls you. No wonder the Bible says my people perish for lack of of knowledge not the devil you are head as a slave under what you don't know and look at it come to think of it we all got married and then entered into marital sexuality by default no prior school nothing if there was anything you learned maybe maybe your friends they just talked about it flippantly okay do this do this or those that um, were rough guys and rough ladies, you know what I'm talking about, before they gave their life to Christ and became born again. They, whatever they used to do, there's always the tendency of also carrying it over and continue. But hey, it's not written straight forward in the Bible, except for the songs of Solomon, where the Bible dealt extensively about sex. Unfortunately, we do not know that that book is actually on marital sex. Okay, and so churches don't preach it. We don't talk about it. If you say it in a non-conventional way, they will say, oh, you are kind of. So over the years, a lot of persons have shied away from saying this. And this is where the devil had always, you know, had people under bondage. And of course, 80, 70, 80% of the issues in marriage, they are all traceable to sexual issues. So we have decided to champion this course to share light along this line so that weekend okay of course that's even the reason why the choice of the weekend saturday and sunday so weekend we can have messages that will stimulate you into the night and you want to fire down call your spouse your husband your wife and say come come i just learned something from apostle today oh yeah let's put it to practice and then of course for sunday the same thing again and by and large we are hoping that with time 
couples will really really get to understand the value of sex you would have realized that sex at the beginning of marriage when both of you got married yourself and your spouse is no longer the same way it is now the devil fights it he tries to take sex away from marriage and uh, when he does he knows that he has gotten that marriage so please don't lose your sexuality and for whatever reason it is be free to express yourself okay i'm here to express this knowledge with us uh, by the power of the holy spirit but please be free to also listen wives yes i know wives uh, monday to friday is always the best time for them to listen to messages like this but weekend is for husband you know when we talk about sex men you know will suddenly rise up and they want to hear what the man of god is going to say all right so let's share this audio let our husband be there listen to it together and we have things to learn together all right i just did that background so that we can fully appreciate the value of this knowledge reaching us every weekend and perhaps share it with your friend who knows that could just be what they are going through at that particular time and the knowledge they will receive from such teaching teachings like this will go a long way in helping them okay now um for two weekends now uh, i've been talking about four types of sex that couples should have that's what we've been talking about the types of sex that couples should have and um, we, we've talked about selfless sex and that was what we talked about on saturday we talked about um, other types of sex but today we're going to be looking at the fourth one which is the final one i mean these are the four dimensions of sex that you can possibly consider though there are others but these ones are very very crucial and they will help somehow in one way or the other today we're going to be looking at what we call adventurous sex adventurous sex in other words trying to be adventurous um, from the word adventure trying to raise the bar a little bit try to go beyond the conventional way trying to go beyond the normal or the usual or the regular i can use so many words to explain it but just try to raise the bar a little bit it makes it adventurous and once this is missing in your marriage after a while you will realize the sex will become a duty it will become something you just okay if i like oh i'm tired come and do you know it will become something like come and do you know because there's no sparkle in it anymore the 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 um the enthusiasm is no more there and so before you know what's going to just becomes like a tug of war where both of you will get involved in it and you're practically fighting yourselves all right this adventurous dimension to it we enable you to raise the bar and sparkle it up a little bit okay now i've already said it several times um we are not missionaries um well, the mongo park and the mary Celeste of i mean when you are not a missionary why is sticking to this missionary style of a thing okay now we're saying that's not wrong if that's what you're used to if that's what brings out the best in you what we're saying is if you want to be adventurous the regular and the normal missionary style raise the bar okay create innovations to it think of something you can do differently with the same missionary style do something differently unusual something that can just make it all different all together you know if you even talk about physical meal there's a way you prepare rice 
um, uh, fried rice, you prepare your meal. It's the same way, it's the same thing. You no, know, there's a way you garnish it differently. And someone looking at it from afar will like, oh la la, wow, that's that smells good or um that looks good i'm going to have a taste of it why because there is something different about it maybe eventually when they put it in their mouth they'll say wow this looks different what did you do differently okay i added it and you know when you do that that hunger that enthusiasm will just come up on the inside it's the same thing with sex you've got to be adventurous you've got to try to do something differently now let, let me quickly lay this foundation and maybe this is where we would understand why adventurous sex is very important. It's a type of sex that couples should always reach out for. And of course, especially our wives should always do this to encourage our husbands to um, encourage them to meet their fantasies. All right. You know, sex for the man means something differently from sex uh, from the woman's perspective. Um, the man seeks sex as a game. Okay, and you know, in a game, when you are playing a game, you try to see who will outwit the other. There is always that chance of who becomes the winner. The that element of unpredictability, that element of surprise, that element of trying to be smart to outwit the other person. That's what makes the game interesting. You're playing the table of the game of chess or Ludo or Scrabble, you know, you, you're just trying to look at for what to do differently. And so because of all those unpredictability, it makes it unique. And that's the way the man sees it. All right. That's the reason why when he climaxes one moment, it looks as if, oh, he, he has gotten to the top of the world. A day after, a few hours after, he wants it again. Because that, deep down in his head, there is something called fantasy that goes on in his head. The man fantasizes about sex. He wants something renewed. Okay, he had it in a particular way, and he can begin to imagine if he can have it differently. When all of this begins to happen in the head of the man, the next attempt at sexual intercourse, he would want to see it as a game. He would want to put these things to practice. He would want to see it vividly, you know, that kind of stuff. And so when that yearning and the expectation is in his heart, he goes into it hoping that that will be met. Now, if you are a wife, you are a woman, and you do not understand this game dimension, to the man's sexual performance. You will just think everything uh, is not is no hole. Let him come and enter the hole with his joystick and uh, let him get out. No. Sex for a man over time is much more than entering into the hole. And of course, you would realize that why both of you were courting yourself, trying to look out for yourself, the taste and the expectation is always high. But as soon as both of you get married and you do this every day, there is a tendency for the man to easily want to, um, um, the, the, the desire, you know, there's a tendency that the desire will reduce. There'll be a decrease in the desire because he's seen it. Okay, you call it a hole. Uh, for him, you know, he wants his hole to look different every time it grips his joystick. And so whenever he comes in, it's the same thing and much more. You are going to be tongue lashing him. Do it well. Uh, shift. 
I don't like the way you are doing it. You know, the sex is of the mind and all of that will affect the man. And when he affects the man, what happened? Hey, he will lose interest in it and he might not come close to you for the next week. And once there is a gap between both of you and the longing in his heart towards you, the devil begins to, you know, such a very smart thing. He begins to set him up, plan other things. First and foremost, it will begin with masturbation. He will start masturbating. Now, when he realizes that he can masturbate, he will feel, why going close to my wife when all that I get is the same monotonous way? And of course, she's going to tongue lash me about it. And when it looks as if I can't even hold my erection anymore, the next thing he, she's going to say is there is a woman outside. And all of these will end up affecting the man. And so he will feel, why going through all that torture? Let me masturbate. Now, from a masturbation, is going to add it up with pornography. Pornography will come on board and he starts viewing other women. After a while, he will feel, no, this um, masturbation is no longer sufficient. He wants a real deal. A real deal on his mind. The devil knows what is on his mind. He sets him up with ladies in the place of work, in the office, or just within the neighborhood. The next thing is, one thing will lead to another thing. The man is gone. He falls into the hands of another lady outside, he is gone. And you know, you know it. These ladies outside, they are not, they don't give this thing in a conventional way the wife will give it. Where the wife will just come and just lie down and expect the man to climb up. No, they are the ones that will take the sex to the men. And that's the reason why in this lecture, we expect you to learn. Don't be dogmatic about it. Don't be rigid about it. This is why when men fall into their hands, they don't want to come back. It's like saying different between a paradise and hell. They know what they are doing is wrong. I've counseled a lot of men. They will say, ah, man of God, I know what I'm doing is wrong, but I, I can't help it. I can't stop it. I'm enjoying it outside. When I come back home, it's like I, I'm punishing myself. And so this is what we're saying. Our wives, we can do much more to ensure that this aspect is taken care of. Because once the husband knows that there is what we call sexual freedom, he has sexual freedom, he can express himself. He can tell you, after you started with the missionary style, he can tell you, please, can you flip over? You will not tell him, what is it? Do you think I'm one of those guys? Oh, so you have started going out with those guys now they are teaching you? You know, that would just piss him up. And it's possible it's not. Okay, he's been exposed to knowledge and he's read up books. He has seen that, okay, um, sexual positioning, different sexual positioning. He has attended seminars and symposia, workshops, and um, we've talked about the need for couples to bring in variations and all that. And just like, okay, let me give this a try. From, from missionary position, the wife is lying down. He tries to flip her over and say, okay, you lie on your tummy. Let me come from the back. He say, eh, 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 mm -mm. No, 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 no. Don't do, just do. You see, when you have that kind of attitude from a woman, it's going to piss up the man. Okay? Please, our wife, let's take note of this. It's going to piss him off. The one outside will even tell him, is he only back? I'll give you side. I'll give you front. How do you want it? Now, that man feels relaxed because deep down in himself, his, his expectations are being met. He knows that when he asks the lady, can I have this? The lady would oblige. And so there is that joy. There is that enthusiasm. There is that looking forward to it. But with the wife, mm -mm, it's not there. So 
we talk about adventurous sex, I do know that most men are always in the vanguard of championing, uh, you know, um, adventure in, in sexuality. Women, yeah, they're not really so uh, forward about it. I mean, well, if she gets to climax, that's okay. That's enough for her. She's not really keen about jumping up and down. But hey, wives, that's why I'm looking at it from the men's perspective. Wives, husbands like that adventurous dimension. And so why don't you consider it? All right. Why don't both of you sit there and talk about it? To what extent can we be adventurous? Yeah, because I know there are the other pervasive dimension, which, of course, as a child of God, you should be able to uh, say no to. I mean, you understand your boundaries. You should not get into um, the pervasiveness on the name of you're trying to be adventurous. But hey, there are within the boundaries of what is godly, what is what is right that you can explore yourself. Let me just quickly give us, you know, a few of such uh, situations because of time. Okay, now, instead of the normal and the conventional way of having sex in the bed, why can't you try out the edge of the bed, for instance? That makes it adventurous. The edge of the bed. All right, just give it a try. If it doesn't work, okay, you know you have tried that something. Okay, an adventure is like something where you have a quest to just see how it feels, how it looks like. You try it out, okay, uh, um, this is not really cool. Then you drop it and you try something else. Come to the edge of the bed next time, for instance, after you have started the bed fellowship in the middle of the bed, come to the edge, see how it feels on the edge of the bed. Let the woman take her turn. You mustn't be the the, the, the one being on top of your wife all the time. Let her also take her turn, come on top. Next time, why not on top of the chair? You can sit down and figure out the various chairs you have in your home. The ones that can be brought in into the room or when every other person is not in the house, maybe the children have gone to school, the house is free. You can figure out, okay, this chair could be very, very good for sex. Can we try it out on the edge of the chair or on the handle of the chair if it's strong enough? Or can I hold my wife on this chair? Can I use a rear entry? Um, can, can it be on the wall? Okay, you see, it's the same bedroom, but you see, you're exploring other opportunities. Can I hold her to the wall and raise up her two legs? Can I, um, can we even do it under the shower? And that, you know, that, that fantasy, that idea of, oh, how does it feel to have sex under the shower? You're having sex and the water is pouring on you. Or you have a, a bath that you can put water inside of it. Or you have a mini jacuzzi or something that can just take water to a certain degree. And you feel, okay, why, why don't we have it inside the water? Let's see how it feels. It's all about the adventurous dimension is all about trying to spice it up and do something different because at the end of the day you both will decide and say wow that was foreign i didn't know this could be foreign and that makes it look very new that makes it look very exciting okay otherwise if it's the same way the same way the, in fact some will even say ah come 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 my husband come let me anoint your joystick first before you enter into my body because I wouldn't know uh, 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 how many ladies you have gone to sleep with. And of course, you go through all of that rituals in uh, anointing the joystick and it's still going to be the same way. You just lie down, put legs there. You just lie down water, like we used to say. 
the man comes on top of it it's not as, uh, on top of her rather it's not as if she will also be using her waist from below or she's doing something to also aid the trusting she will just lie down and of course when she doesn't climax you say hey, you cannot even make me climax you're not doing anything and you want to climax and you keep doing the same thing because you expect your husband to have a different feeling he won't he will get tired he will get tired. I, I, I just wish our wives would understand this. Especially some of our wives that are very, very rigid on this matter. Where you begin to feel different kind of sexual positioning, uh, 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 carnal or so, uh, wrong. You say, eh, no now. Turn from the back, doggy. Even that word doggy. Eh, that doggy, that word doggy is even, is wordly. Eh? It's wordly. Say, must we even, just come and do this. Eh? No, it doesn't work that way. If you want to go far in your marriage in terms of pleasuring and mean to be able to do this thing when both of you are old in the evening of your life, you must bring this dimension of unpredictability in your sexual experience. And hey, you know what? It really gets into the head of the man. And when the man knows that, there's that freedom okay can explore something if he likes it fine if he doesn't like it fine he's going to always come back home early enough to you he's going to always want to have you around and you see there will be that joy and that fulfillment in his heart now for the man sex is not just about penetration for the man sex is about pleasure it's about something new it's about something that offer a whole lot of difference and something to look forward to again and this is where our wives need to understand this psychologically this is a psychological dimension otherwise don't be fighting him stop fighting him and don't be quick to say is those small small girls that are teaching you this no now it doesn't leave small small girls you even learn it okay you develop your own develop your style and take it on him and you see if you're able to do this the devil will be far the devil will be far away from your marriage. You won't say, you know, because it pains me and it makes me angry most times when you hear women say, eh, all, all these Jezebel women outside, all these Jezebel girls. Leave Jezebel girls outside. Thank God you use the word they are outside. If there are Jezebel girls outside, you should be daughter of Zion girl inside. See, you often even use the word girl. You've got him married now. There's this, you're not becoming like mama, like mommy in the house. Eh? No wonder they're calling you mother in Israel. You are carrying yourself with a, a, a mommy kind of attitude. And then you are referring to the ones outside girls, even when they are of the same age mate with you, girls. Why can't you also have this mentality of a young girl in the house? Be a daughter of a young girl in the house. I mean, tame your husband with what is between your legs. And he will not look out for any Jezebel girl. Sometimes we are just the one opening up doors to, in quote, what we call Jezebel girls where we should pick up our responsibility within the home. Ah, I, I could go on and on and on, but time is up. So let's just hold it here today. We'll continue to tomorrow. God bless you. You can reach us via our WhatsApp number plus 234-071-261-48. And we will get back to you. God bless you. I'll come your way again tomorrow until then. Don't forget, if marriage is an institution, then couples and singles must be students. God bless you. Shalom. Have a great week.